Hello, everyone. It's John Otterstead, Scarlet Nation podcast. Today, I'm recording alone because I'm about to bring in some audio from Brian Fonseca and Bobby Darren that they recorded this weekend directly from the sidelines over at Rutgers Stadium. It was after the scrimmage, just their opportunity to share their insights following the team this spring as well as the rest of the year. But before we get going, I just want to take 20 seconds, remind you that we have moved over from the Rivals Network to the 247sports.com network. It's a change of venue for us, but same great contact content, but actually it's even better now because we have Brian Doan working with us as well as several other people who we inherited over from uh, scarletreport.com. It's just an unbelievable group of people. We're so thankful to be there and we want you to join us. That's why this month we're offering a special deal. If you come over and sign up, we have a get your first month for a penny promo that we're running right now. So if you sign up, uh, to join, there is a promo code option. And when you hit that promo code option, just type in SN, then the number four, A-C-E-N-T. So SN, the number four, Ascent. And if you do that, you will get your first month for only a penny. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. And with no further ado, let me play the interview with Bobby and Brian. Welcome to the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm here, Bobby Darren, with... Brian Fonseca, um, we're here actually at Rutgers uh, taping the podcast. You people can't see that at home. But welcome to uh, Scarlet Nation's new home on 24-7 Sports. We are excited to be here. We are excited to bring you a plethora of Rutgers coverage. Uh, It just doesn't stop. So uh, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about uh, spring practice. The spring game is coming up. Um, What to expect. Uh, You know, there's going to be a lot of one-on-ones at the first team against first team. Uh, at the spring game, and uh, it's not like you know before Brian. I don't know if you remember with um, with uh, Kyle Flood, he had you know the ones weighted against I think the threes. <laughs> and, I, I wasn't around for that. No, I missed that. <laughs> well, it wasn't as enjoyable to watch because you saw one team just dominating another. <laughs> so you're going to see a lot of back and forth, and uh, I think the fans can be very excited. Um, what do you see differently in this team from last year that might not have been there? Well, I think uh, one thing you'll notice is obviously. Everyone's going to talk about it as a quarterback battle. Uh, Rutgers has a legitimate uh, group of guys fighting out for the spot. Uh, last year, the spring, it was Gio Rochino against Troy Anthony on the other side with the, with uh, the two. So there will be that to see. Uh, the wide receiver core is a lot uh, denser uh, in terms of talent. There's a lot more guys that the quarterback could throw to. So uh, the passing game should definitely improve there just because of how much talent has been inserted into both of those rooms. Um, the linebacking core has a lot more depth. And I think that's something that you can see across uh, most positions on the team, depth. And I think that'll uh, first come to be proven in the spring game. And it's something that will uh, be a big storyline heading into the into the fall. True, true. Troy Anthony, you pulled that name out of the the, the, the doldrums. No, not the doldrums. Where'd you pull it? He pulled it out of somewhere. But um, it's definitely a different field. And you're watching Troy Anthony. You're watching Art Sikowski. No disrespect to Troy Anthony. But of course. Um, Art Sikowski... Um, just he brings another dimension to this team, and he's a quarterback who has just a, a complete skill set. And, and I think we can jump right into our, our spring 
surprise, not surprise, but standouts, I should say. We'll get to the surprises later. But, uh, you know, for me, one of the standouts of the spring is Arthur and, and just the way he's played it and, and the way he's commanded the offense. He's taken uh, a certain approach that, that makes him seem, you know, wise beyond his years, if I could say that. And um, he has great leadership skills, and he's really starting to command the offense. And everybody looks, Brian, at his, his intangibles, and, and, you know, that might be one of the things that really that makes him. I mean, because it is those intangibles. It's not just the, the fact that he's a big quarterback. He, he has a strong arm, but he's made some very nice throws. I mean, Saturday scrimmage, we just got done watching it, and, and he had some picture perfect throws i mean you know some some passes to bell Mount, bo melton which really you know i mean they were like wow mm-hmm. uh, you know deep balls and i think fans are going to be really excited so he would be my spring uh standout if you will uh, who, who would you say your spring standout would be uh over the past few weeks right before i jump into mine i do want to add about arthur i think a lot of fans had high expectations with him coming in a lot of uh excitement around him flipping from miami to Rutgers, and i think if if it's fair, I don't know if it's fair to say, but I think he's exceeded those expectations even, uh, at least for me personally. I've always known Arthur, as you said, as a guy wise beyond his years. He's always carried himself very uh, maturely, and he's always had that air of him of being a quarterback. But uh, on the on the field, the very few that we've gotten to see, uh, like you said today in the scrimmage, he looked good. He looked comfortable. Uh, he looked like he could command the offense. Um, obviously, it's it's rough to throw all these expectations on a true freshman who's mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, but I do think, uh, as of right now, from what we've seen, he's by far and away the best quarterback in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, at, Chris Ash probably won't name him as a starter in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to kind of carry that balance to the training camp. But I think most people who saw will, will notice that he is the the best of the bunch. Um, as far as my spring standout, I think, as I mentioned before, the wide receiver room received a big boost in the offseason. But I think a guy who stood out among all of them is Bo Melton. Um, he struggled in his freshman year just in terms of you know, living up to this expectation as this four-star wide receiver who was supposed to instantly boost that room. He struggled a bit as a freshman, really hit a freshman wall towards the end of the season, but he looks more fluid on the field. Uh, he had a, a nice catch in the scrimmage uh, today. Uh, he looks less, like there's less pressure on him. He seems like he's playing a bit more free. And he also has some help uh, from the rest of his room. Shameen Jones is another guy that kind of stands out to me. Mm-hmm. He he um, redshirted last year, obviously, but uh, he looked like he put on some size. He's moving well, and he's look like he looks like he could be a target that uh, Rutgers quarterbacks could use uh, very often uh, this fall. And and they really need that too, because you know even if you have a standout in Bo, Bo Melton, you're going to need a number two. And and um you know and I think this year fans can expect to see that ball spread out a little more. You mm-hmm. you, you have uh you know more targets. You have Raheem Blackshear out of the backfield. You have. Jerome Washington and Travis Volkolek at tight end. Um, so it, it might not be as much pressure on the wide receivers to produce, but if you have a guy like Bo Melton seconded by a guy like Shameen Jones, who, who really makes a step this year, it'll really help the, the offense. And you have Hunter Hayek, of course, who's, who's going to find ways to make catches. Mm-hmm. The guy's got great hands and, and just seems to find those open spots. And, 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 you know, you're not asking him to be a number one receiver, but he could definitely contribute and help boost the overall production of that offense. Mm-hmm. So um, that being said, I think it's going to be a more exciting year offensively. And it's been a while since I could say that, Brian. Yeah. Um, you know, and Rutgers fans, you know, have suffered through some some really tough offensive seasons. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching uh, or covering uh, the game they played at home against um, 
Connecticut. I think the final was 12-10, and they wound up winning on a Blair Bynes safety. Mm-hmm. So writing a recap on a Blair Bynes safety is the decisive factor for a victory. <laughs> Did not make for a very exciting offensive storyline. So I think they're going to be, you know, more exciting to watch this year. And, and you know, um, while we're on the topic of, of spring ball, uh, I'd like to talk about, you know, some of the, not surprises, but maybe some surprises, like uh, some players who have really kind of had a breakout spring. Um, some guys maybe we expected. Shameen Jones we saw last year in uh, fall, during the fall, even though he was redshirt, and he showed flashes. So for him to come out and have a good spring, it's not a you know a surprise. But um, Brian, who would you say surprised you maybe uh, with their play, maybe elevated to a level which, which exceeded your expectations? Sure. Uh, so just kind of stay on the offensive side of the ball. I think this guy will really help in terms of uh, the pass game as well. Travis Vokalek at tight end uh, he got some run at the end of the season, uh, got some reps. We just talked to coach, uh, tight ends coach Vince Okru, who said he kind of wished he gave him more reps towards the end of the season. Uh, but with Jerome Washington limited throughout the spring, he's gotten more reps this, this spring, and he's really stood out. Uh, in the passing game, uh, he's still learning the blocking schemes. That was something he didn't do much of in high school, uh, according to Okru. So he's still learning that part. But in terms of the passing game, he looks the part, and he really could uh, come in for Washington and not really drop much of a peg on the offense, he can really plug in and, and be another solid tight end uh, uh, to pass with. And I think that also, as you mentioned, your point on taking some pressure off the wide receivers, I think if you have two tight ends who could really catch the ball out of the backfield, that's a very good asset for the quarterback to to have so many options to, to pass the ball to. Yes, and, you know, in the scrimmage for um, the season ticket hold, holders who were there, they got a treat to watch him, and he had a lot of catches. I mean, we weren't keeping stats, but a lot of catches, and one really picturesque one there at the end where he went up and stretched out for it, and, yep. and, and he's up to 240 pounds. Um, he looks like he's added some weight, but I, I wouldn't have guessed he was that heavy. <laughs> um, you know, he's been one of the, one of the you know, uh, guys that a lot of people are talking about this this spring. Uh, Coach Ash is very high on him. Coach Okru is very high on him. And uh, it, it seems like the sky's the limit. And having a tight end or an offensive coordinator who was an NFL tight ends coach for years, that, that's really got to help them. I asked Jerome Washington about that today, and he said it, it adds another dimension to my game. I mean, obviously, he's he's uh, limited in the spring and can't go full, but he's really benefiting from that tutelage. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to switch um, to the defensive side of the ball for my spring surprise with, and go with Tuan Mason, who... Um, I didn't expect him to, to be back from his shoulder injury so quickly and, and to be so productive. I mean, this is a kid who came in under 200 pounds, looked like a basketball player, had a shoulder injury last year, and we're watching him out there now, and he's really got some quick twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still has to put on some more weight, but he's got an explosiveness that you just can't teach. And, and you pack on some more pounds to him, and, and it looks like you have like you know someone built in the mold of a Kamoko Toure out there. Would you yeah. not agree? I would agree. Yeah, certainly. He looks he looks the part. Um, to kind of add to the defensive side of the ball, I think another guy that caught my eye today was Trey Avery. Um, he yeah. filled in for Bless Austin at corner, who Bless obviously still limited from his injury in the fall. Um, it looks like he'll be the first uh, guy backing up the cornerbacks alongside Damon Hayes, who also had a pretty decent day uh, in the scrimmage. So uh, obviously a lot of talk has been that, you know, cornerback is going to be one of the strengths of this team, if not the strength. And I think uh, watching Trey Avery move out there just only uh, supplemented that point for me. He looks uh, he looks the part and uh, proves by the day that that was a really good solid find from Chris Ash using his old connections at Ohio State to kind of uh, catch him uh, diamond in the rough. 
And you know, he was a Ohio State commit, didn't make it there for academic reasons, but yeah. this is a kid who was going to be a Buckeye. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't think some people might not even realize what a good get he is. And you watch him out there and he, he does have that speed that makes, that could make him an elite player. And, mm-hmm. and I think these corners that are, that are coming back might really have to watch themselves <laughs> because this is, this is a good young player. And Brian, I think that's a common theme with this team. You have these first and second year players who are starting to emerge. Uh, I have to mention a guy like, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, um, has a great burst. I was watching him today and, and, you know, you could see where he needs some work, though. Uh, uh, one run, he could have cut his steps down. I'm going back to my old days as a running back now. <laughs> and I think when he gets his footwork down, it'll be a lot better because one play, he took a little two extra steps where he could have put his foot in the ground and turned up field yep. and, and gained a few more yards. Little nuances like that, he's going to learn. And, I mean, that's what the spring is for. So um, you have a lot of these young guys, you know, on both sides of the ball really contributing. Uh, at linebacker, it's going to be there's going to be some interesting uh, battles over the summer. Yep. Um, Tyshawn Fogg, I mean, he's a guy that, that – you know, could push Trevor Morris. I mean, how do Definitely. you see that battle unfolding? I think, uh, like I mentioned before, linebacker is a position that when Coach Ash came in and him and um, and Jay Neiman both said that it was a mess. It was probably the weakest link of the team. And now I think for the first time since he's been here, there's really some some depth in there. Uh, at Sam, you got Tyreek Maddox-Williams coming off his injury last year, uh, battling out with Malik Dixon. Tyreek looked really good today. He is still, uh, as Coach Nanus mentioned, you know, getting through the mental hurdle of overcoming a knee injury, but he's look, he looks a lot bigger. The size really surprised me the way he looked. Uh, and he's moving well. Once he gets over that mental hurdle and gets back into the rhythm, him and Dixon are really going to battle it out. Dixon has his own uh, issues that he's learning how to play closer to the line of scrimmage and defending the run game. He came in as a safety in, in, in from Juco. So he's still learning that. That's an interesting battle. And then as you mentioned, Tyshawn Fogg and Trevor Morris at will. Um, Trevor Morris led the team in tackles last year, but, uh, Tyshawn Falk could really, really push him. Leading the team in tackles doesn't really mean much when that's your job of the team to kind of get the most tackles. So that's going to be a very interesting battle that I think really, um, Rutgers is in good hands either way. I, you know, you get Morris, who's an experienced guy, knows the scheme, knows what Coach Neiman wants out of him. And then you have Tyshawn Fogg, who's a really talented young guy, had a year in the system to learn what Neiman wants. And he has the athleticism and the talent to really, uh, make a, uh, make some noise there at, uh, at will. And, and Fogg has really impressed me physically. He's, he's, he's bulked up and he's fat. Just he has that look of a of a, a commanding linebacker, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and when you see him playing downhill, it, it's it's going to be tough uh, when he gets when he finds his footing. You know, he could wind up as a starter this year. And as you mentioned, it's it's their job to make tackles. And one of the problems I think with the linebacking core of the last two seasons, a lot of their tackles were made you know, beyond the second level of the defense. They weren't yeah. making these tackles at the line of scrimmage. You know, when you're chasing a guy down seven, eight yards downfield, yes, you get credit for the tackle. And there's a game you might have 15 tackles, but, you know, the quality of tackles leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Um, you know, so so uh, you have, um, you know, uh, Devera ready to push um, uh, Deontay, Deontay Roberts at the middle linebacker position. So these young guys are really coming up. And linebacker, like you said, it was a priority. Um, Tyreek Maddox-Williams still has three more years of eligibility. Tyshawn Fogg, three more years of eligibility. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, these guys, Devera, three more years of eligibility. You know, they, have, they, they could be really set for the next few years at, at the linebacker position. And then you have guys backing them up, Malik Dixon, you know, um, and, and, and guys like that. So uh, they've really created a good amount of depth there so um i I think fans will be excited to see it for the spring game and um 
you know, what are you hoping to see out of the spring game? I think uh, what I and any other fan, any fan, sorry, any fan that comes out to the game will hope to see a competent offense. I think <laughs> from what we saw last year and the year before, uh, and anything that really resembles an offense that can move the ball through the air, that's balanced and doesn't just depend on the run game, that'll be a positive. Um, I, I kind of want to see what John McNulty will run, just what kind of, he won't obviously expose the entire playbook, but just to get a taste of what his uh, philosophy is, how much it's evolved since his first stint here, and just kind of see what direction they're pushing it in. Um, and uh, I'd like to see what we can get out of the young guys, just how, how far a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, you mentioned earlier, how far he's come. Mm-hmm. He really looks the part physically. He's mm-hmm. gained 18 pounds, he said, since he came here in January, and he looks every bit of it. So um, just to see him and how his fellow classmates just kind of have developed and learned what the coaching staff wants out of them and just how how well they've adapted so far. Uh, but yeah, the biggest thing I'm looking for is just how well the offense is gelling at this point. And you know, they're adding a lot more playmakers, um, quarterback. I, I think one of the biggest keys might be the offensive line and how that unit uh, holds up because if yep. you can't win the battle of the trenches, all the playmakers are for naught. Mm-hmm. But um, we will uh, we will probably you know be talking about this offense quite a bit going into the season, and for good reason because as I mentioned, you know people have suffered through some really bad performances in the past. This is my 11th season covering the team, and it's been dismal at times, you know, it's, it's been rough, but, um, you know, for the spring game, fans should come out and expect to see more liveliness on that offense and it should be a more exciting product. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Brian, I want to thank you for joining me, uh, here. We're going to do podcasts every week on Scarlet Nation on 24 seven sports. Um, you have around the clock coverage content that does not relent. We will work tirelessly to bring you the best product, not only in New Jersey, but in the country We're we're just going to, to, fill you up with more Rutgers news than you can handle. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for joining us. Join us on the message boards. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if, if you're listening to this and you want to sign up, we have a, a special a penny for the month. You get a month for a penny. I don't know where you can find a better bargain than that. So um, sign up, join up. Uh, we'd love to have you. You can join in the conversation. There's there's never a shortage of topics to talk about. You get recruiting. You get football. You get basketball. You get a bird's eye view of everything that is Rutgers sports. Yep. So um, thank you for joining us again. We'll be back soon. Brian Fonseca, Bobby Darren for Scarlet Nation on 24-7 Sports.